0: Hi, everyone. This is Mosey Truitt, and welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. This week, I'm here again with Daryl Getman. Hello. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) She is my favorite photographer. She's also an artist and a director, and again, overall, just like creative, badass woman. Business. Oh, and thanks, Mosey. Yeah, just so cool (laughs) in general. That means... (laughs) Everything coming from you, and I—I I feel reciprocal. Same thing about you, <laughs> badass. Yep, badass is good. <laughs> uh, you might have heard our previous podcast about beauty, and I think that has a lot to do with like the photography process. So I would recommend going and checking that out too. Oh yeah, if you're interest interested <laughs> in uh, horses and photography, but. That's also going to be our uh, topic this week is horses and photography and mm-hmm. the your awesome artistic and creative process. Amazing. I love that. As I sit here with my my camera
1: in my lap, I call it my baby. Yes. <laughs> just, it just I feel very at home when it's in my hands. I only have one with me today, but that's okay. Um, it just makes me feel like myself (laughs) it's a beautiful baby by the way i thank you very much yes i I currently shoot with uh, the nikon d850 um which i love (laughs) very much i've always shot nikon but recently i've switched over to the from the d810s to the d850s and it's a brilliant camera really um you know, and I, I work professionally, so I wouldn't necessarily say run out and go buy it, uh, yeah. unless you plan on creating a business. But um, yeah, it's uh, I I do love it. It's it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> it's really really nice. Yes. I admire it. Um, yeah. I do love your saying before that we were kind of talking about what we wanted to talk about in this podcast and. Yeah. Uh, you said you weren't even thinking about going into gear too much because you really think that photography is a lot more than that. So oh, absolutely.
1: Um, you know as I start with how how much I love my gear, which I do. but I, I think that you know when I first started, I mean, I it's it really is about who you are and what what you're trying to say and what your story is and how you see the world. Um, and, and so whether that's with an iPhone or, you know, a full frame camera, I I think that there's so many different ways that you can be out and capturing, capturing moments and capturing images that, that say so much and are, are, um, beautiful in their own right. And it, it goes way beyond the equipment you have. At a certain point, if you want to have a business, that's a different story, but, Um, I don't, I don't recommend running out and buy, you know, spending lots of money. Uh, you don't need to. I Mm. I feel like I, when I first started, I don't even at this point, remember the camera that I was using, it was probably an icon as well, point and shoot, something of that nature. And I just, it was like part of my, part of me, I had it with me everywhere to the point where, you know, people in my world and my sphere of what I was doing at the time, Kept stopping me and saying, "Can you take my portrait? Can you do my headshot?" Can you? And they, it was just because it was so much a part of who I was, and at that time, I kept saying, "Nope, nope," <laughs> <laughs> because I I really loved landscape photography mm-hmm. and, and being out in nature and and so and again, I you know I I also didn't really it didn't really matter that I didn't have fancy equipment at that point, um, but people saw what I was doing and they they you know they they loved it so. There's a long, there's a lot more to that story about how I am got to where I am now, but um, the point of this being that you don't, you don't need to spend a lot of money to capture great images. Yeah,
0: I love that. I also, I'm actually really interested to hear because I've never heard <laughs> the story of how you became a photographer and, and also how you. Well, we talked a little bit last time about your art being like a, an extension of you, yeah, and how you kind of found your. I want to say like voice and not oh, even that it's took visual. a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure. that did not happen overnight. <laughs> that's
1: for sure. Um, if anything, in the last few years, I feel like that's really. Um, it feels very very clear to me, but I'm also very open to how that will shift. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that to say like this is this is my work and it will never change is is just inaccurate. I think as artists, we're constantly taking in what's happening in the world, what's happening with people, and. And that it will, it will color and shift your, what you do and how you see things. So, um, but I do, um, I do think that I, I have, I'm very comfortable with where I am now in terms of, um, my style and, and what I seek and the stories I want to tell and the people I connect with in my work. Um, it feels more cohesive
0: now than, you know, when I first started for sure. Right, and I'm sure that would take a lot of self discovery and a lot of. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I think that that's practice. a big part of it. I think that
0: I know myself
1: better yeah. <laughs> now than than when I when I first started, and and this also goes back to our last podcast where, you know, we we're talking about self discovery and and self empowerment and kind of ownership of of who you are and being okay with that and acknowledging it. And that I think that that in finding that, that also shaped my,
0: the body of work that I do. Mm -hmm. I love that as like art being a way to self-discovery as well of finding who you are, you
1: know, and it's going to keep, it's going to keep going. It never, I don't think it ever ends,
0: but that's what makes us human. It kind of gives you a mirror into yourself, like things you didn't even know can come through your art and then you start to see it.
1: Well, and I, I feel like every time I'm working with somebody and because they bring something in totally different than you per se. And, and even if I'm going in a direction where I'm trying to seek something out, I, I in turn learn through them about myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. And through the
0: things that come out um, while we're working together.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: So, for people who are like just starting, uh-huh. you know, they're, maybe they're really drawn to photography or, you know, I guess it could be any art form, but since we're focusing on photography, yeah, what would you say is like your first tips? Like when you first started, what really helped you begin to develop, you know, who you are through that and your art? That's a great question. I think that a
1: lot of, um, I, I think that photography is in my blood. <laughs> so, uh, I come from a long line of visual artists. My my great grandmother was a painter. My grandmother is a painter and a photographer. Her brother is a photographer. My mother is also a visual artist and now an architect. So I I think honestly part of it is inherent because of that lineage of my my family. Right, I cannot be hand
0: panting. Sorry, that is my dog. I have to bring her in. <laughs> You guys probably heard barking, and this is a really professional podcast. Really professional. <laughs> um, so
1: it's, I think it's honestly part of who I am. I think I picked up a camera really fairly young, before the age of uh, iPhones, which now everybody young has a camera essentially. But before that, you know, you know, nobody even really had cell phones, so it was it was a different ordeal when you had a camera. And so I started shooting probably middle school, high school, um, and then uh, it progressed from there. I, you know, when I started telling the story earlier about having a camera on me all the time in my uh, probably late teens, early 20s, when people started asking me about doing photo shoots, which is a totally different animal than having a camera and taking photos. Right. And so I got that enough that it sort of started to plant this seed in in my brain of, you know, maybe, maybe I should explore this. And at that time, again, because you know, I I you know to start to explore it in a more professional manner, I felt like I needed better equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I ended up working in Japan on a project. And at that time I, I was like, you know, maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Bic Camera, which is this huge giant camera superstore in, you know, Japan is where everything's made, which is fantastic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna this is it feels right. This is where I'm gonna get my my first, you know, set of real equipment. And I probably spent an entire paycheck, if not more, in one sitting on my first DSLR and set of lenses. And then from there, it was, it's like history. <laughs> and so I started to explore this other aspect of photography because I do think they're very different things. I I still love landscape photography and mm-hmm. and and shooting in nature, and that's where I really started. And then now it's an infusion of both because I've since then really explored, obviously, working with, um, with people and portraiture, and um, it's obviously since expanded um, quite a bit, but. Um, yeah. And I th- I think initially your question was kind of along the lines of where, you know, what were we, I, I totally <laughs> I lost track what- of the initial question. Well, really. I
0: really wanted to know about how you first started. And oh, yeah. so I, I love hearing that. And, yeah. um, and also I just want to quickly say that it's so interesting to me. I didn't know you started with landscapes and then kind of got into portraiture because yeah. to me, what I love about your art is uh-huh. that. It feels so personal on the subjects uh. and yet it's always set in the most like, <laughs> beautiful landscape where I feel like one of the things I'm so attracted to in your photography is this mix of um, nature and the personal story. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. And
1: I think that, that the, the two worlds kind of came back together. Mm-hmm. You know, for a, whi- mm-hmm. a while they were very separate. So when I first right. started exploring, working with doing headshots and doing that sort of world, it was like, okay, that's that. And then when I go and shoot for myself, it's nature. Uh, and then, you know, I've, I really started to find my both coming together in the more recent years. And, and that's really turned into um, the, the majority of my work. And what I'm passionate about doing is to combine those elements and the storytelling and the beautiful landscapes and exploration and, uh, and then, you know, not only of the landscape, but also into the, the who I'm working with. And, um, yeah, I, I love nothing more really. <laughs> and it's <laughs> very it passionate shows. about it.
0: <laughs> what tips would you give to people just starting out that want to get into photography or maybe really into it or, uh, yes. you know, where, where should someone start?
1: I think I, uh, you learn so much by doing. Mm-hmm. I think getting out and just capturing things um, that you are in your world already. Uh, If you're interested in moving in towards doing more portrait work, talk to people you know. Talk to people in your world and ask them if you can take their photo. Um, If you love nature and outdoors and hiking, by all means, you know take your camera with you. You probably already have your phone with you. Um, I mean, those, that may seem sort of like a given, but I think that you learn so much by doing uh, absolutely. And you learn about yourself. You learn about what your, your eye sees, um, Mm -hmm. how you frame things. um, What, you know, what is the essence of uh, a moment? What, you know, what story do you want to tell? I mean, there's so much, there's so much there. You, you, if you just get out and start shooting, um, I think really that's kind of the. I mean, everybody has a camera. I mean, uh, really, yeah, really. So it's no. not even it's not about going out and buying a camera at this point. Start with your iPhone and 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 you know the the beauty of you can delete things, <laughs> right? So it doesn't really matter. And and I also think I believe in in not judging yourself on things. You know, that's being open to. Um, you know, you see a plant, okay, great, let's get it straight on. But what if I look at it from a different angle? Or, you know, what if I hold my phone up above? Or just playing.
0: Playing. That's playing. a huge one. Yeah. I think a lot of times the fear of not the being like not being perfect. Yeah, that's a huge one. And <laughs> yeah. and like also this fear of like starting like, well, I'm I don't feel good now. So like mm. so I'm you know, it, it makes you nervous to start. I find that play really seems to be the key to that because oh, yeah. if you're coming not from a place of perfection, but uh-uh. instead of playing around like, what, how can I take a picture of this plant? You yeah. know, I think for everything, play is kind of essential.
1: Absolutely. And it's hard to, because I think that we we are bombarded with so many things that we we see as perfect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Instagram, every photo you see, you're like, oh, how do I measure up to that? Right. You know? But, you know, if you try to replicate something, it will never be perfect and it will never be your own versus, OK, that's how somebody else took some that picture. But how do I see it? How how can I see it differently? Or as opposed to just trying to copy. I think that mm-hmm. that's a really, really important thing to learn. Um yeah, don't 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 try to go out and be somebody else. Who are you? Like what do you what do you want to say in how you capture something? Right.
0: And then your voice will start to Find develop over way. time. Yeah. 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 yeah so. I I think there's a real
1: and not every photo is gonna be perfect by all means, you know. You try something, you're like, oh
0: that's terrible. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah. laughs> you just delete it. <laughs> that's an interesting thing with Instagram too, because I feel like you're obviously seeing in some ways, what everyone thinks of as their best, yep. you know, and yeah. so you're and not seeing the probably hundreds. their best out of yeah,
1: like 500 photos. So right. yeah, <laughs> so don't be hard on yourself is really
0: the the essence of that. That mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Another thing we had kind of mentioned was, well, you had talked about when you're going in, like planning for a photo shoot. Uh-huh. You have a couple of different. I think you mentioned two different mindsets you go in with. Mm. And one being more, um, like storylined, I guess, or like having more uh, of your idea, and versus yeah. also just capturing the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, so for me now, with where I am with my business, I put a lot of thought into what I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to a point where sometimes I I think I'm a little crazy. <laughs> 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 um, but I know I really do. I do it because I I care so much about um, uh, about what I'm doing and, and where I'm going with my, um, storytelling and my subjects and depending on the type of shoot. And so let's see, for example, if, if I'm working with Mosey, that's a good example. Uh, we've worked together a few times now. And so, you know, initially I think I came in with, you know, I'll, I'll think through kind of a storyboard idea of, okay, this no, this is our setting um, what are we trying to say where are we going are we out and on an ad- adventure or what are the things that are happening in the moment and we kind of create almost like a film right you're creating mm-hmm. this this story within your photo shoot and and then I think through um, wardrobe I think through and how that uh, holds up what you're you're trying to convey uh, that's really important and again I'm in a different place. So this is, you know, this is not what I did a few years ago when I first started, but anybody can really do this, which is, I wish I had known. Um, but it's, it's not just showing up and shooting. It's okay. What is the essence of what we're going to capture today? Um, how, and how do I get um, my, get Mosey to where I want her to be for this story? And so uh, all these things I kind of map out, I think through, I'll sketch out, I'll have ideas And then the best part about all of that is that I do it ahead of time, but I don't actually bring it with me. I don't think about it. It's just in my, it's in my being at that point because I had already done it so that in the moment I can just be present and remember these things if I need to kind of direct you in a certain way. But, um, that way I'm, I'm free within the parameters of the world I already created
0: so that I can create, um, be present to create in the moment. That, that's so fascinating to me. Um, I have a few questions. <laughs> on um, one is that I think it's really beautiful, this idea of like a flexible plan because yeah, yeah. you have to be. <laughs> yeah. That, it's the same with horses. You yeah. know, if you if you come in sometimes, you know, like sometimes no expectations, but if you're like kind of working to create something with a horse and you come in with absolutely no concept, Yeah. sometimes that can lead to confusion yes. or frustration on yes. either the horse's side or your side. Exactly. So I try to come in to the horses, you know, for aiming for something with like some kind of intention that I'm very clear on. But it has to be so flexible because the moment something else arises or if that's not going on, I also feel totally comfortable to throw it out the window, you know? exactly.
1: Well, and I think, I actually think it gives you more uh, control and, or more ability to do that when you're, you've sort of set the parameters of what you want to, where you want to go. Because if you come in with just completely no ideas or no, no direction, it's harder to rein in anything that, uh, within the world that you are trying to create versus, oh, this is where I wanted to go, but you know, the horses don't, aren't really kind of going down that road and, And then I can, I'm able to flip, but still kind of stay in the world that I want to be Mm -hmm. in. Um, And,
0: and, you know, it's to be flexible is is everything. I'd imagine you actually get a little bit more freedom with that because there's been times, you know, definitely with us where we, or you come in with an idea and I have an idea Uh and then the horses don't match that idea. (laughs) But by... But I think having that kind of initial intention, yeah. it makes it that all of a sudden it's like, okay, so how does this actually evolve the story and how does this actually fit in the way it's meant to perfectly fit in instead of it being like, oh, well, now I have no idea what we're doing, you know, and now it's out the window exactly. or something like that.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's it, because I think there are other ways you can still capture images that fit that world that, that, um, that you're able to see because you already knew where you wanted to go. Yeah, um, I think that's really <clears throat> important, and I think uh, the other one that we we had talked about earlier, and I think this is actually really can be more of a, a a great approach for someone who's newer to photography, is to kind of pick one thing, and I'll do this sometimes if it's less about I, I'm not really in the world of I want a storyboard today. I'm I'm coming in and we're we're hanging out together and. There was one time we came in and I wanted to focus on more of the... So my word was wild. I'll pick a wor- word or, um, you know, uh, or an essence or something that I want to focus on that for that shoot. And so, you know, with that, I wanted the kind of wind swept hair and um, just the horses to feel free and to run and to play. and And so that was what I... My intention as a photographer stayed in that world and so that that shifted how I cropped images what I what I focused on uh, but that is something very approachable for for anybody who's you know first picking up cameras or even has been shooting for a long time you know it's coming into as opposed to just something open but being like okay today I really want to work on de- you know depth of field if it's like a specific um, photography element or um, I want to focus on you know, um, more emotion. I want to, you know, see if I can capture, um, you know, I think about weddings, I shoot weddings a lot. I'll always have hit goals that, you know, like for us to kind of continue to expand my own repertoire. Like I really want to focus on, um, when people connect, uh, doesn't matter if it's bride and groom or anybody, just people having those authentic moments. Um, so there's, there's like, just pick one thing so that you're not scattered, it just helps you kind of hone in on, um, you know, kind of sharpening those tools
0: for yourself as a photographer or artist. I love that, I guess I hadn't thought about necessarily like, even going out with the thought of wild, or I want to work on, you know, like, depth of field, or whatever, you know, all the different things you said, that it really matches with the, just go out and practice, because if Mm -hmm. you go out with that Intention yes, yes then you see do those how, together <laughs> yeah, how you can see the world in a new way.
1: yeah and then I think too like once you do that, it becomes a part of your skill set. Yes you know once you've focused makes on it sense. a little bit, it's kind of there it's in more inherent in what you're doing
0: um, and you can move on to something else. That makes so much sense to me because I mean I just love first of all wild is one of my favorite words <laughs> And I love the idea of you're going out with the intention of seeing the world today the wild in the world, Yeah, what all you're going to see yeah. that day. Exactly. It's going to be different. Yeah, And the things that stand out. Yeah. I love that. And so I'm going to try this. That's great. Definitely going to be <laughs> this. Um, so also with storyboarding, because this is also something that, this is basically, this whole podcast just interests me. And I'm like, <laughs> I will selfishly ask you all the questions yeah. I want to know. When you're storyboarding, mm-hmm. um, how do you really like hone in on an idea? Or how do you like? What's your process there? Of sometimes it'll be something that I've wanted, been wanting to do, um, and so
1: I'll, you know, I had, I had a client in in New York City, and and he wanted to go down a direction of coming out of a more, uh, like a, he was on a dramatic TV show and this is what's happening. He walks onto the street and then we cross, we go by a garage and he connects with somebody in the garage, but he, the guy has a drink and hands him a drink. And he said, you know, all these little de- it's kind of like when you take a film and you actually storyboard out a film, you kind of go frame by frame. What are the things you want to capture? And that's, a that can, it can get very specific. Um, I think there's other ways to do it where it's more moment to moment that I will visualize something. Um, I had a dance shoot in um, outside of the city in this beautiful wooded grove last fall, probably one of the most beautiful shoots I've ever done. And I I see I saw things and the crazy part is with that shoot, I didn't actually, I've never been to the location before. Usually I've seen the location we're going but at this point I hadn't, but I saw a tree and I saw how she fit in the tree and I saw these different moments and, and bring intention to them. Mm-hmm. And so I'll sketch that out. And then we go and do the shoot. And the crazy part is I say, afterwards, I show her the sketches and she said, how did you, they look exactly like what we were doing. Yeah. I said, I just, that's, you know, I, I, I do believe there is some power in manifesting what you see. I Yeah. I, it sounds a little crazy, but I do I do think it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that, I feel like that's a lot of, maybe you had intuitive feelings too, like you kind yes. of knew what it was yeah. meant to be. And...
1: Absolutely. So oh, there are different elements of, when I say storyboarding, it, um, it often d- depends on who I'm working with. And um, I, I want there to be intention behind all of what I do. I want it to feel that there's more going on than a pretty picture, which we talked about in the last um, last podcast in depth. Um, and so a lot of times people get out of their heads when they're not thinking about, you know, it's just me and the camera. It's, oh, who, like, what, what's happening in this moment? And am I connecting? I'm, oh, I I'm just have to be with my horse. And, and what, you know, what, what are we connecting over? Or there's, there's so much more that you can bring in as a photographer um, you're working with people that gets them out of their head. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. So I wonder, or I'm really curious. So if you're like, you know, you're working with a new client or an old client, whatever, and <laughs> you know, you're trying to kind of figure out things together. Yeah. Do you usually help guide in that area as far as like, they have this kind of vision and you help get kind of clear on what that is or yes. yeah, looking what's, you know, what they, cause we talked about a lot time, a lot last time yeah. um about capturing more of the essence of who they are. So yeah. do you spend time kind of looking at that or trying to Well yeah,
1: it's really important to I think it's really important to connect um ahead of time mm-hmm. with with my clients. And it depends on the kind of shoot we're doing. Um but you know, it, within this more editorial world, absolutely. I mean, I I knowing who they are and and then a lot of times if they come to me and they're like, "Well, I want, you know, what 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 should we do?" Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll start to think through um what, you know, whether they're a dancer or whatever their background is and what they want to or even like a horse owner or whatever. We'll kind of think through, "Okay, what is the essence of this person? What 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 makes them tick? What makes them um special and unique?" And um what is our setting? And I think through all of these things and and wardrobe and and all of these elements are so important, really, um, uh, of, of equal value, really. And then creating the safe space to capture um,
0: the images that I do. So that makes me really curious when the horse is in some way your uh, your subject or your client. Yes. And I know you work like with me, with people and horses, but sometimes you also just shoot horses. But I feel like you're so in tune with not just who I am, but with who the horses are and capturing that.
1: Yes. And I think I feel so lucky to have worked with you one-on-one, um, not with my camera, just to understanding. I have such a whole other world of understanding of horses now than I did whenever I, before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and appreciation and just uh, knowledge base of, 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 just how how they work and how they are present in the space and how they move and and so i think that that kind of is across the board with anything any one you're working with you know whether you are not a dancer and you're working with a dancer you should look into having some knowledge of of the body and and dance line whether it's that or or a horse like we were talking about I mean, I love, I've always loved horses and had an appreciation, but I'm on a whole other level now. And so, which I feel has made me a better photographer when it comes to working with horses. And a big one I think too is, is an extreme amount of patience. Mm -hmm. So if you're really seeking a specific thing with anything, any sort of nature or, or animal, it, it takes so much patience and, 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 and the ability to just be and to be present and, and wait and, um, be okay with that Mm -hmm. because you can't force anything. Right. I love it. You know, you really, you can't. Yeah. And so, and, and honestly, oftentimes you're like, I really want this beautiful photo of India running across the field. She may not run that day. And so you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And, but maybe there's something else that's beautiful that will happen. um, and so, yeah, I mean, I do think having having a, a knowledge base coming into mm-hmm. um, the shoot is really important. You know, it's a little different than, but in, in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no, like you can still come in with the intention of like what we were talking about earlier, like wild is my word for today. And I'm going right. to seek those things out and how they're interacting, how the horses are interacting, how they're moving. Um, yeah,
0: so it's. There's so many levels to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, again, I just love the idea of that in like coming with an intention that's, that's like specific, but also kind of broad because yes. you can see yeah. things. It's just like the, it's just, it just like with the horses, it's eyes. Flex, flexible plan.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So do you have any tips for people? I know we, these are all kind of tips, but for people who particularly want to start with horses, yes. Um, I know sometimes people want to get into like the specifics of it, um, but oh, I feel like... like I, camera tips. If you want to do camera tips or... <laughs> but also like, it doesn't have to be camera tips, but I mean, I'm sure every... Uh, <laughs> I know I appreciate camera tips, camera tips, but but also like for like um, fine tuning your eye, oh. you know, and like for just what... Anything. Anything you have. Well, let's see. I
1: mean, I I think, you know, with any sort of... If you're trying to capture speed and movement, Mm -hmm. um, having, you know, going into a little bit more technical world, um, you know, having a a fast shutter speed is really important because you want... If you want to freeze the action, you know, Mm -hmm. and that... And horses are unpredictable. So, you know, there's that as well. So if you think, oh, I'm going to get this beautiful portrait... And the, you know, you're a little bit slower speed and then you go and you open up the file in your, your, in your, on your camera, not your camera, on your computer rather. And you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's blurry. Well, it's because horses can move in an instant and you don't realize it. They're not a human being that you're, that is being still. So, um, you know, that kind of watching the speed in which you're shooting and checking is, is important and to, you know, if you have a horse that is galloping across the field, you know, I was, we were playing earlier and I was taking some photos. I'm actually kind of curious. I'm just going to look right now and see. So India and Leah were running towards me and let's see what speed I had. I have it at 1, uh, 1600. So that's pretty fast. And it fr- froze her pretty beautifully. So I'd, you know, I'd say generally to keep your speed fairly. Yes. It looks beautiful. She's got a lot oh, of speed it looks there. Beautiful. Right? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I think speed is very important um, when working with horses.
0: Yeah. For sure. I've um, definitely taken photos and then been like, oh my God, everything is blurry. Or like even, you know, they're standing still and they picked up a hoof uh-huh. and like, you know, the hoof is blurry. Yeah.
1: And then sometimes if you want, artistically, you want to have image blurred, that's, um, or motion blur rather, that's that's a choice too
0: yeah like the the photos you see of horses running across the field and they're all kind of blurred yeah. but it's like on purpose yeah
1: and I think again it's the same thing you should play and explore and find what how you really how you want that image to look and see how you, you got there mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I other other tips any I other love tips those in that t- world <laughs> uh, you know the other thing is also um I th- I think that there are different I I tend to focus on kind of two worlds when I'm working with Mosey and the horses, and one of them is more in the portrait world, very tight in and cropped, um, which can sometimes be more abstract and more, and especially if it's just a horse, and you're focusing focusing in on the, you know, the curves of the horse's neck and how it connects, and then the face coming down, and you're focusing in on um, sort of the abstract qualities of the horse or a portrait of the horse. Can be very different than a wide landscape with the horse running through it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's so many. Um, I, I I tend to live in those two worlds and then everything in between. But um, that that kind of tied in really captures emotion, the emotion of the horse, and mm-hmm. whether you have somebody in there with the horse. Those are very tend to be very moving images. But then there's the awe, impressive um, beauty of a a landscape shot with. You know, whether you have um, wild horses in it or, um, you know, two horses in it or just one horse, that's a different story. You're telling a different story there.
0: Yeah. I think what I love about your images too is there is so much emotion, I feel like, in everything you take. Yeah. Whether it's like a landscape that maybe doesn't have like... I mean, you probably know what the subject is, but like, it, there's not like a person in it. Yes, yeah. and yet it's so emotional. Oh, I love that. But then also, like, I feel like you do this great job of there'll be a dancer yeah. with the landscape, and it's almost like the landscape is the emotion coming through them, oh. or something. You know, oh, just, I love that so much. And I do feel like you capture the emotion of the horses so well. Yeah. Um,
1: but I think too, there's there's a huge element of. The horse is being comfortable with you. Yes. As of me, as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge, I mean, I, I've worked with horses a decent amount in my life. But in in recently photographing more, I am very cognizant of I personally am in their space. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I am in the the space with the horse, with you. And they are cognizant of that, <laughs> yeah. And so there's a there's a dynamic, there's a relationship happening, and and so I, I mean I talk, I love this story so much. One of the first times I photographed Mosey with India, she was probably you guys were both probably about oh, three hundred yards away, if not more. Mm-hmm. They were pretty far away, and I was shooting from afar. I had a zoom lens on. And then all of a sudden, I, I realize, I see through my, my viewfinder that India is galloping over to me essentially <laughs> um, at a fairly fast pace. Yes. And, and I, I had to take a moment, oh, okay, what's happening? I just kind of put the camera down, obviously, and um, just stood there and took a deep breath because she is very impressive. <laughs> being uh that is putting it lightly really and she came over she really at a quick pace stopped right right in front of me and and put her nose like right up to my face essentially and I put my hand on her 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 nose and then just took a moment with her and stood there with her and then she turned around and kind of trotted back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she, and I, and I was, I just didn't really know what to think in the moment, but, um, I, it happened uh, two more times.
0: Yeah. Like it kept, she kept checking on you, she yeah. kept going over to you.
1: <laughs> and then Mosey later told me, she said, you know, this is her way of making, you know, including you in, in what's happening. And I, I mean, I, I love India already, uh, now cause I've since worked with her a lot, but. At the time, we really hadn't worked together. I think that was kind of the, that was really the start. That was, she started the relationship. Yeah, she did. She
0: reached (laughs) out. She initiated.
1: Yeah. Um, But uh, I think I got a little sidetracked, but um, uh, where where do we, how do we get on that story? I don't know, but (laughs) it's one of my favorite stories. And, um, oh, and and just in working with horses Mm -hmm. and um, some of the things that I I value is the ability to go with the flow is also. So mm-hmm. it's presence, patience, yeah. and go with the flow. I think those are like <laughs> the three key things because inevitably you'll capture something even better than what you had had in mind initially, I think, when mm-hmm. you're you're able to adjust and and go with what they are bringing to the table and not being frustrated by it if it's different than what you initially wanted it to be. Yeah,
0: I I agree so much and I think What's really wonderful with you is that you do feel connected to all the horses. And I think that's why you capture them so well. Mm. And we were talking a little bit last time about this, like last podcast we were on, but about how you make a safe space for the people that yeah. you're with so that they can be fully themselves. And I really feel like you do that for the horses as well. Yeah,
1: I think it, it goes hand in hand. It really is the exact same thing. I mean, I... <laughs> I can sense you know with with anybody I'm working with and I can sense with the horses you can sense when when some something or an energy is is kind of distracting them or taking to them to another place where they don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. and it's it it is harder sometimes you know to to work with them so it, you you do everything you can and that that thing may even be you as a photographer so you right. that's why it's so important to know to To understand and kind of read into that, and to be comfortable with horses, if you and I'm sure most people listening to this are very comfortable with horses, but um, you know, if you're coming in as a photographer and you haven't spent a lot of time with horses and you are in their space, that mm-hmm. that that might definitely will affect how they are with you.
0: Yes, um, I think even the intention, you know, yeah. if you're going in with this, I got to get this one shot, like. Oh, yeah. My experience with horses is if I go in too strongly with, I need this, you Mm -hmm. know, and I put that pressure out there on myself and on them, Mm -hmm. they feel that and they act differently. Absolutely. And I think what you do that's so nice is you have your intention when you come out with us, but I personally never feel pressure from you. And I think the horses in the same way never feel that pressure from you. And I think it makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. And I, along those same lines, I know... I know the energy that I'm bringing in, in there. Mm -hmm. And I know that they know that. Yeah, they do. (laughs) So, excuse me. So if you, if you're bringing fear into the, into Mm -hmm. the space, or if you're bringing, um, you know, you trying to control, they, they know that. Mm -hmm. They're smart. (laughs) They sense that. And so I, and that's, that's huge. I I really try to drop all, you know, any sort of things that may come into even who I am and just, just be and to be calm and to be confident and just to be, to trust.
0: Yes. You know, I really admire you um, with like the India story we were kind of talking about because obviously (laughs) if it was a horse that I felt and I kind of take this as my responsibility as like the person who's, you know, yeah. knows these horses more that if it was a horse that I felt would run over to you and run you over, I would have said something. Do they do
1: that? Does that happen? <laughs> it can. Uh,
0: <laughs> definitely can. <laughs> um, But like, I think it's my responsibility as the one who knows the horses to make sure like you would know that and to put you in a safe place. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. But me knowing India, like I knew there's no way she was gonna run yeah. over you. I knew she was gonna go say hi. And so when she went over to you, like, you know, galloping, um, I was like, oh man, like, I hope she, like, I don't want her to be scared. Like, I wanna know it's safe, but like, and I know it, but she doesn't know it. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't quite I sure. I just trusted. How you'd well, react. Somehow yeah. I knew. I, I knew think it you intuitively picked it up because India definitely gives off that vibe. And I think, Be you being so in touch with your intuition, you would have known if she was coming over angry, or if she was coming over. That's true. Something like that. Um. But no, I I knew she was just coming over to say hi to you, and I think she really wanted to include you. She knew you were already a part of it, you know, and I think she wanted to make sure, or just to acknowledge that so much, and she just kept doing it, and I. For me, like, you know, India's definitely won that trust. And I think through me and then through reading her, you are able to see also that she's earned your trust in yeah. another way. And she has earned my trust tenfold at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would imagine like also as someone, like let's say someone's coming to photograph my horses. I'm just on my side. I always want to make sure that I set, the stage up for success in the sense that if it's someone who's not used to horses, I'm not going to necessarily put them in the pen in the space, with yeah. a yeah, horse that I'm not, you know, you're never exactly sure what a horse is going to do, but, yeah. but I try to set both horse and human up for success in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, long story short, uh, <laughs> I just really admire that you were, you trusted India and you trusted your instincts on that. Yeah. You know, and, I I just tapped right
1: into that intuition because I know she has the power to do whatever she wants, but I trusted her.
0: Yeah, she does. Yeah. And she loves you. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. So to wrap up, I just want to ask you if you have any like last bits of guidance or advice for anyone who wants to start, this probably will be the first episode of our kind of photography, uh, Discussions, but just yeah. anyone looking to start. Um,
1: I think that follow your your own
0: intuition with
1: in terms of what you're drawn to, mm-hmm. um, and 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 but at the same time, like be okay challenging yourself and and say, okay, well, I don't usually shoot this, but let me try it because it may open up some more doors for you in terms of oh, actually, maybe this is something I want to play with, um, and. I think it's really important not to put the pressure on yourself to to be perfect mm-hmm. I think that that's especially when you're starting and really I, I you see so much out there that all starts to all look the same mm-hmm. and at a certain point and you're like well you want to find your voice you know find try not to, try not to emulate what other people are doing and 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 go seek, seek out the things and the stories and the people that are interesting to you because mm-hmm. that in the long run will, will fulfill you more and um, will probably be a better product as yeah. imagery, you know?
0: Yes. And I think the only way, like you said, to do that is play. Yeah. You have to play. Just get out and, and, and try. Yeah. yeah. And there's no such thing as perfection anyway. No, and there's the <laughs> delete button. Delete. Yep. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so – or not again. Sorry, we just recorded the other podcast <laughs> for the first time today. Thank you so much for being here with me and talking to it's me. such an honor,
1: and there's so much more we can go into the the horse photography, which we will at some point, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. If you guys
0: want more uh, horse photography podcasts, just – Oh, yeah. Let us know because... Do
1: let us know if this is interesting.
0: Yeah, I would love Questions that you may have. That's actually perfect. If you do have (laughs) questions, if you write a review or something and you say, I love the photography ones and include your questions in there. And I promise we'll both read them all. Absolutely. Or leave comments on Instagram. I'll keep a note. Great. And then we'll kind of know where to take this wonderful well i hope
1: people do connect i'd love to hear from you uh uh, my instagram is dag d-a-g photog p-h-o-t-o-g and instagram is a wonderful platform so hope to hear from you there and also my website is www.dagphotog.com so the same thing pretty simple
0: (laughs) and you can find both of those in the show notes for the show uh (laughs) And yeah, thank you again so much. Thank again, you. everyone, thank you for listening. And if you feel like sharing or commenting or writing a review is always so, so appreciated, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you guys then.